Nothing clever. Right. Nope. No. Don't always have something clever. Clever. That's fine. Okay, Dan. Yeah. Say the clever no, thing. What? <laughs> no. No, don't put me on the spot. I hate this. I hate everything about this. No, no, I refuse. It's like how it should have been the whole time. <laughs> Ah, Hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're yes. off to a good start. I will start. <laughs> I will start. I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we uncovered the Holy Crusade of Indiana Jones and his Last Crusade. Last, second to last, middle crusade, who knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, two episodes of Indiana Jones movies, we kind of get that idea. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe the next movie's going to be really good. You shut your dirty mouth. Yes, it has to be. (laughs) I think they need to include lens flares. More of them. Oh, yeah, totally. Tons of lens flares and... Yeah, there were more lens flares in Temple of Doom than there were in Last Crusade. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I liked the trailer up until the very last bit. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, this was undoubtedly my favorite movie trailer of all time after just watching it. For the first time tonight, it kicks off with that amazing punch right in the beginning of One Jones is not enough. And I was sold. I was losing my shit. I was like, this is the greatest. And then to end it off with keeping up with the Joneses, I I cringed. I felt my skin prickle up and I just, oh God. Why? They were doing so well. They were. I will say, though, the thing I didn't like is it gave away every single one of Sean Connery's best one-liners in the movie. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, everyone is in there. I don't know. Connery had so many good ones. Had I paper uh, with me, I could have written some of them down. I was planning on jotting them down as I watched, but I'll be honest, I was taking notes, and then the second Connery was on screen, it's like everything fell apart for me. Everything everything note-taking stopped. (laughs) Yup. The movie just becomes its own thing after that. It's just, ah. All right. So, like, before I get down that path. So, yeah, the, the trailer was pretty great. I, I liked it. I think it's the best of the three, in my opinion. Um, it still sucks to give all his one-liners away, but it was a solid-ass trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think a lot good. of plot was good. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just agreeing, so it's kind of uh, redundant. Why don't you, uh, I feel like you're going to bring something new, so go ahead. Oh, um, so I was, uh, Sorry. what was I going to say now? Oh, um, yeah, well, maybe that's what I was going to say. Uh, it was going to be that it had me excited to see the movie because it was a, hey, you remember what just happened in that last movie? Forget, forget that, that that's, we're doing Indiana Jones. Here's a Nazi punch. Here's <laughs> wrestling on a tank punch. Here's this goofy one-liner and the Holy Grail. Absolutely. It calls back to all the great things from the first movie. Even yes. we're going across three continents. Yes. I 
I'll, I'll get back to this more like towards the end of this, but like that for me is like what works so well with this movie, and at the same time, just it, it's like a double edged sword for me. I, I love that it did that because this movie is so damn strong. But at the same point, I feel like it undid what could have been in, in some ways because, like I said in the last last uh, episode we did, it, it it really falls into. There's two desert indie movies and a jungle one. And I love the jungle. <laughs> so it's just like, it, it makes me wonder what could have been had they had they not had to save face and basically make essentially Raiders 2. I'm going to go there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You can go there. Because yeah. you, yeah, you, loved, there. <laughs> you loved last episode so much and I absolutely hated it. I had a greater appreciation for it. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely different things. That being that being said, though, um, this is my indie movie. This is this, the movie I grew up with. This is the one that I was always on. This is the one when I think of Indiana Jones. This is the one I think about. All the scenes in this one, for the most part, I love Raiders. Raiders is a fine film. I agree that it, it's a classic and it's it's an almost perfect film. Uh, Temple, I understand its shortcomings, but I, I like it just because it's different and it tried something different, which I respect. This one. I I don't know. For me, it, it's got everything. It's it's got everything that Raiders had. It's got the heart that you wouldn't expect, and that's what really drives this one going forward. So I don't know. It was just always on for me. This is the one that I think about. This is my indie. I mean, I've I tried making replicas of Jones's journal for years and things like that. This is the one that gets me all pumped up. So the thing about about Temple was that I didn't like the comedy aspects that they used. They seemed out of place to me. And it really took me out of the movie. All of the comedy aspects in Last Crusade fit within the scenes that they're being used in. And that's what I and like about so it so well. much. They do so well. It, and, and just the learning between father and son throughout the whole film and the jokes being inter, interspliced with that. It just, oh, there's there's so much payoff both both comically and, and emotionally throughout this film. It's amazing. <laughs> So when I think of uh, my quintessential, uh, however you want to say it, uh, Jones movie, I, I always think it's it's uh, Raiders. You got the cl- all the classic stuff in there that you always harken back to. However, it's not all of it because there's so many things from this movie that come out in everyday things like no ticket <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it belongs in a museum. Yep. There's just so mm-hmm. much that's become part of everyday life that this one kind of is even if you don't really care for the movie which i find it hard to do that like it's it's been kind of overplayed in my head but even (laughs) even so whenever i go back and watch it it's still an enjoyable experience Oh, for sure there's so many good one-liners like you said i mean like like you said we could literally fill a book with one-liners and that's what they did they made a a two-hour picture of that so I mean, I always harken back to the ones that you said. I always go back and think about just some of my favorite one-liners in this film. I mean, freaking A. I mean, Henry Jones Sr., you left just when you're becoming interesting. That's one of my hands-down favorites. That's my favorite. Yes. I don't know. That is my favorite <laughs> of all time uh, in the entire movie. We named the dog Indiana. Yes. Yes. I had a lot of that's, fond memories of that dog. That's my favorite one. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm just like an overflowing geyser when it comes to f- talking about this movie because this movie means so damn much to me. <laughs> so how did you watch what I guess I would also consider peak Indiana Jones? When did you start watching it, Andy? Uh, that's a tough one. So I think Last Crusade was usually on because my, my parents would be watching it. And I actually didn't know slash didn't watch the whole thing 
the first few times it was probably playing. Uh, then sometime around, I guess, middle school probably is when I really watched. Um, no, no, not even middle school. That's way too late. Uh, I'd say probably fourth or fifth grade, I watched Raiders. Dad introduced me to Raiders, and then it was just kicked off like that. It, it went nuts. Um, I, I honestly couldn't remember Temple of Doom as a child. But Last Crusade was just the one that was always on. I watched Raiders maybe once or twice. Of course, I had a fondness for the rolling ball and everything else, but... I don't know. Temple was just not there. <laughs> but Last Crusade, that it was it was just the one that we had a copy of. It was always the one that everybody seemed to want to watch. It was always the one that everybody referenced. I mean, growing up, they had the pinball machine at a bowling alley that I went to almost every weekend with my family. So playing that and having, you know, shooting the ball and hearing that you chose poorly, just, <laughs> oh my god, everything about this this film is just ingrained in my personal memory from being a child and i, I freaking love it <laughs> which is probably why i'm so damn harsh towards uh kingdom of the C- crystal skull but we'll get to that next time <laughs> <laughs> dan how about you when when did you start watching it this would have film? had to have been fourth or fifth grade at the earliest i i can't like remember watching it the first time but it was i was still in elementary school what was your memory just, of it just, during that time? Yeah, it, it's it. The movie is what I remember it. It is just, it's a lot of high action. It's a lot of of good interactions between all the characters. I just, I just, I really loved this movie. I really did. Like I, if given a chance to watch it, I would be like, hey, I don't care. I watched it three days ago. Let's watch it again. I just, it was just good. That's absolutely the same effect I had, Dan. I mean. I, I love Raiders. There's nothing wrong with Raiders. Raiders has some of my favorite mo- movie moments, and it, it's a damn good movie. But I still, when we got to watching it, I was just like, ah, I guess I'm watching Indiana Jones again. But yep. watching Temple, it's like, okay, I'm excited because I don't remember anything about this. But getting to this, it was just like a kid on Christmas waiting to watch this again. I think the amount of times that I've watched Last Crusade makes it to, like, that I have this this dissonance with what movie comes first. <laughs> and I noticed Me, that. And Last Crusade has always been the first movie in my mind. And that, and, and Temple being just it, the in-between movie that I didn't like. <laughs> and and Raiders of the Lost Ark being the last. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And, and you'll appreciate this, Dan. When I was talking to Ken and Joe prior to filming um, about these episodes a couple weeks back... Uh, as I started to talk about like my excitement to watch it again and started like listing off all my favorite parts, they stood there and they were like, oh yeah, that isn't that movie. Oh my god, that isn't that movie. That isn't that movie. <laughs> like They started to slowly realize that, oh shit, most of the stuff that we remember from Indiana Jones that we, that we loved is in the third movie. So. Yep. <laughs> if, it, mm-hmm. if it wasn't the opening scene and the, the wax Nazis, <laughs> was it really Raiders? <laughs> No, no, no. Raiders has one of the best damn openings, but this opening, oh my god, it just it just it's it, it's it's good because it 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 brings so much of the story into the 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 viewers like right in front of the viewer. So yeah. Now, now you understand why Indy hates snakes. Yep. Now you understand yep, why right. Indy Indy has this. This thing about making sure that artifacts are where they belong. Yep. I mean, even something arbitrary like getting the gash across his, his chin. Uh, chin. It's just interesting to see that. It's so much fun right out the gate. There's just so much 
movie magic going on. It's so great, but I don't want to skip... Hold on, I don't want to skip too far ahead, because Joe, we didn't really ask you your history with this movie. <laughs> so, like I've said, uh, Temple of Doom was the one probably I watched the most. Oh, I'm sorry. And I think that harkens to just, I guess, the age difference type thing, where that hit at that certain time. Now, I did watch Last Crusade quite a bit, which, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I... I know this whole movie forwards and backwards it's i guess i never really thought about it that way but i think one of the reasons why this one just clings is that when i was younger i played some of these indiana jones point and click adventures from LucasArts. yes and the one i mean the one that i remember is fate of atlantis uh-huh but that one isn't the one that i'm thinking of yeah i must have at some point played the last crusade graphic adventure point and click game because i kind of look through fate of atlantis and i'm like i remember punching nazis in a castle <laughs> I must have played a Last Crusade game at some point as a point-and-click adventure. But all those point-and-click adventures kind of stole from the movies to be like, hey, you remember punching Nazis in front of propellers? Do it yeah. again. <laughs> and it's fun, so you yeah, do it again. you do it again just like Indy. And that's this is basically one of those point-and-click adventures but in movie form, so I don't have to sit there and agonize over screens where I'm like, I... I don't know this puzzle, damn it. And, you know, it's pre-internet to the point where I'm like, I don't want to dial up to a bulletin board system in Green Bay and ask on a board there and wait two days for someone to answer <laughs> how to get through a puzzle. So the movie was better in that case. Um, I also really enjoyed seeing a the child version of Indiana Jones. And how little things ended up becoming big character traits for him. There's a reason you know, even why down I to like his scar on his chin. Indiana Jones as much as I do. That's uh, one of the reasons. I, I just, I can't get over the Except one. I didn't, I didn't like the TV series. I, I can't get over the one glaring issue with that, though. What was it? Yeah. Patrick Duffy, or who who took over the role from, from River Phoenix? I mean, River Phoenix yeah. in this film was... Holy shit, that performance right out the gate was just incredible. Yeah. Rest in peace. I feel like we didn't get to see him in enough things, obviously, but holy shit, that was young Harrison Ford. I mean, that that was so well portrayed. And I, I don't know. I, 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 I haven't given the series a good enough shot. I think I might go back and try it, Dan. Do it. Is Do it. it. Is it Patrick Duffy? Researching. Sure. Why not? It's Patrick Duffy. <laughs> it's germ. There's no way to find this out. Nope. Nope. We're not... I'm not totally doing that. Now I'm going to take up a contrarian point and say it's not necessary. You don't need to know why he's afraid of snakes. <laughs> you don't really need to know why he really wants things in museums. In fact, this doesn't necessarily cover that. It's more so kind of like his uh, relationship with his dad that more so firms that up. And I think that the ending of the scene where he tries to get to get his dad's attention, his dad doesn't like show him any attention instead makes him count to whatever in greek yeah 20 I mean, that greek. that is telling because i mean that's like he's you know trying old jones trying to get uh doc young jones like the patients and uh and the education however he's really missing out on hey this is a really big moment and he i don't know if he ever does find out that indiana jones had 
Junior. Cross of Coronado in his hand. It's, it's Junior. Fine. Uh, Henry. Henry and Indy. Junior. We'll do that because. Junior. Well, okay, fine. Junior. Henry and Junior. junior. I, I just need to interject quick. I was, I was way off. It, it's, it's not Patrick Duffy. It's Sean Patrick Flannery. <laughs> completely different person it's basically like there's a patrick in there that is correct i almost called him sean duffy for a second it's almost patrick duffy sean duffy combs (laughs) you know you you just made me think of something ken you made me think of something and i don't know i'm I'm internalizing why i feel this way and i can't rationalize my thoughts right now but why am i okay with this movie doing little things like showing how he got his cut like going over the fear snakes like towards the end, talking about how he got his name Indiana. Yet, I mean, for for a glaring opposite side of the fence, it's like Solo. I absolutely hated when they threw in the little stupid bit where he got his name. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just a difference in directing. It's a difference in the way it was presented, maybe. But I, I have no issues with Indy. Differ- it's a versus Han Solo. It's a difference in age. Of which he consumed it. I think that might be part of it, which makes me sad, but I'm trying internally not to admit that. <laughs> but also, back when this movie came out, the idea of having a... <sighs> Mabel. <laughs> the idea of having... <laughs> God damn it, Mabel. You've got control of this situation. <laughs> What was I talking about? Um, oh, so back when this movie came out, there was a lot less uh, focus on origin stories. And we have been inundated with origin stories for the past 10 years. And that can get really frustrating. And you kind of pulls it into your attention that it says, hey, this isn't this isn't necessary to know. It takes away that. Uh... Also, so the way Solo got his name. His name could very well be Solo. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. Why India is scared of snakes? It's not necessary. People have uh, fear of snakes. I think I talked about this in the first movie when he uh, gets in the airplane and there's a snake in there. And I said, oh, look, it's a snake. He's scared of snakes. We don't need an explanation and, for that. It just makes and that, sense. And that's true because we see the same thing happen in this film with, with Henry Jones Sr., he tells him that there are rats, and you see it on his face, like, "Oh shit, rats!" Oh shit, rats! <laughs> I never mind. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't need. I didn't need to go down to that catacomb. Exactly. We don't know why he's afraid of rats, but he just is. You don't really need to. And now that we're talking about it, I'm a little bit curious. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's not necessary to know. And I, th- I think that's one of the things that drives me nuts. Is just, especially movies nowadays, they don't leave any room for wonder. They. F- freaking spoon feed you literally everything just to make sure you understand and it is very sad sure uh (laughs) what i was trying to say what i really like about that intro uh intro sequence is just at the end you get the dynamics between henry and indy junior indy's a dog he's also the person absolutely and i mean uh, i feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves here but i mean just that scene that scene where he's holding on to harrison ford's arm and calls him Indiana. Oh, oh man! Still goosebumps because it's so <laughs> damn well done. <laughs> well, we don't have to hold back. We can talk about what we we Yay! like about this film. Yeah, not much. <laughs> Just kidding. This is a great oh, movie. Wait, is, Ken, is Ken taking a me? He is. No. <laughs> what? No. What? I thought. What? I thought Somebody it would be lost. fun. After I'm his... not. I'm gonna be gushing about this all night. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be fun after talking so glowingly about it before we even got to the what we like section to say it wasn't a good movie. 
You monster. You're going to talk you all monster. Butterflies and rainbows and then flushes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I need to get this out of the way right off the bat. Can we talk about double intros? This is the only movie I can think of where it has two incredible intros back to back. Like, seriously, the intro with young Indiana Jones, a whole chase sequence, followed up by the second intro of old Indiana Jones being decked in the face on a, on a ship in the middle of a storm. Like, what the hell? What an incredible transition into a new movie. And it takes that little mini story and puts a little bow on it. It so does. It so does. Never mind that somehow that ship <laughs> exploded in the middle of nowhere, the ocean, and... I was going to say Michael floated short, but uh, Indy floated Oh, trust me, I got that for later. He seems to have the best luck in uh, surviving any kind of maritime disasters. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's reptilian. I think that's what we're learning. I think so. I think over the course of three movies, we've really learned that he just has the best luck out of any human being to ever walk the face of this planet. (laughs) You could say he was touched by God. Oh... Is this another prequel? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so yeah, things things we enjoyed. I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard reining this in without really just gushing the little crap out of it. But I mean, there's so many good ones. And I mean, even looking at my list right now, I can honestly say at least half of it is just quotes that I enjoy. <laughs> so <One-liners. laughs> so many good one-liners. And I don't know if that's that is just because of the fact that I'm paying attention to this movie more because I enjoy it more. Or if it's just because of the way that the script was written and the amount of chemistry across all the characters. It is so well done. I, I didn't realize until seeing the movie how much I missed Marcus and Sala, like having them back. Like just the dynamic between everybody in this film is so well done. And even Elsa, newcomers like Elsa, she was so good at her role. And she was strong, she was commandeering, and for good reason, I, I freaking loved made it. made you want to hate her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she was better than Willie. But then you also wanted her to redeem herself at some point. It's just like, don't be, don't be really bad. Come back. You were good. You showed, you showed that you <laughs> were good. Don't join the Nazis. Come back. Come back. But she, but she is a Nazi. She didn't just join them. Yeah. She is a Nazi she, the no, whole she, time. No, she's not a Nazi. She's, she's a, she's a German scholar. She's See? not a Nazi. See, she's she a tears scholar. her eyes. She had tears in her eyes when they were burning books. She's an okay person. She's a Nazi enablizer. (laughs) She allowed it to happen by not doing anything to fight against it. She'd probably end up getting put in jail. Except for she let Indiana Jones go. Things of that nature. Yeah. She did. She'd let him go. Doesn't mean he'd get away. (laughs) That doesn't really count for anything because a few scenes later she says, oh, they got away. We should go get them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Just... I don't, I don't know how to talk about this. Like, there's so much. The the payoff of the, the throwaway comment of X never ever marks a spot. <laughs> when he's in his classroom, I mean. Everything down to the score. I think the score for this film is hands down my favorite of the three. I was getting a, kind of a Star Wars vibe from it, it this time in around. Some, yeah, yeah. A in, lot, in some spots. A lot more, there was a lot more Star Wars feeling. And I don't know if that's that was intentional or if that was just because John does what John does. John does what he do and you don't ask John. You leave John alone, John slaps you with a stick if you tell him what to do. If you're asking John something, it better be to score your movie. And And he'll say, no, I'm retired, except for these two songs I'll do for the movie. And you better pay me for a full movie. Yeah, it better include wind wind instruments, damn it. (laughs) 
It's all part of it. I mean, I'm not going to tell him how to do his job. Yeah, you don't tell John how to do his job. Just one theremin, come on. <laughs> all theremins. <laughs> Are you going to make science fiction movie or not? <laughs> theremins. Were there any theremin in Star Wars? No, I don't think I don't so. should be. I don't know if it needs I'd to be. I'd pay for that. I mean, uh, maybe in the that was the film, theremin makes sense. Yeah. I was making a joke. But if you want to hear it, you go Thursday nights on Rhinelander Public Radio for the Grazer Theremin Hour. Ooh. I'm in. <laughs> You're theremin? I'm theremin for Grazer. <laughs> it, it doesn't make oh. any sense because it's only a joke at work. Yeah. T-shirt? Hmm. Should get a t-shirt. Yeah, it could be a shirt. Maybe. A casual Friday t-shirt? Mm. I'm, I'm a fan. Really okay. confuse them? <laughs> we all wear it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rhinelander. How would you do that? Thing? I have the graphic. I'll, for I'll have to dig it back up. But. <laughs> That's great. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. So I, I would like to say something about this movie. And that I believe that this movie, with the exception of how Don, Donovan. Yes, Donovan. Uh, McNabb dies. The bad guy who's not really a bad guy. Correct. He's just morally well, he's corrupt. Just morally corrupt and really greedy. He wants to outlive the Nazis, don't we all? Yes. It's not going to happen. It's getting harder day by day. Uh, but that's not why we're here. What we're talking. What I was going to say is, with the exception of his death, this movie had. I believe I could be wrong, but I believe this had the least amount of gore in it. Yes, and there's reason for that because mm-hmm. Steelberg definitely doubled down after, uh, or doubled back after Temple of Doom. He felt so ashamed of Temple of Doom that he just completely changed course. Yeah, I, I feel like he uh, doubled back on the things that didn't need to be done. Like the reason why when Dan was saying that he felt like the jokes were all thrown in there in the Temple of Doom is because they were. You had to do something to kind of contrast that violence, whereas in this movie there's not necessarily that violent uh, picture, so you can have the jokes arise more uh, naturally, organically, <laughs> yeah. or at least you feel like you can have the jokes arrive more organically. I feel like they could have probably done a lot more gore in this movie and still done okay. It's just, it's still, it's a great movie. I'm not saying they should have. It was just something I noticed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, outside, like you said, the grail scene and maybe the guy's head being chopped off and rolling away. I mean, there's nothing crazy. There's no body gore in this movie. Yeah, you watch a guy get shot in the head as after a, a bullet ricochets inside of a tank and a couple small things like that. But I mean, the yeah, dude there's, yeah, there's get, the three people who get shot with one bullet, which is kind that of That was funny. Tank treaded. <laughs> tank treaded, yep. Yeah, but the tank treaded, like, in the other movies, there was, like, blood splatter and stuff like that when there comes to that weird grotesque murder and i was expecting to see like when the treads come back around it covered in blood and like maybe a skull still attached oh, man, to it it's surprising that there wasn't you never made me think about that yes you never made me think about that in all the time i've known you i <laughs> oh well i just did well yeah thank you congratulations thank you. <laughs> first time for everything Woo! but the guy who did fall off the tank and get run over wow is that grammar correct i don't think so but he got ran over. That gentleman did a much better job than the guy in the first movie who fell off the transport truck and got runned over. Hey, come on. How hard do you think it is to lay on the ground and have somebody say, now, when you flail your arms, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You know, again, that was all perspective. He had to react after the truck ran over him, otherwise the truck would actually have to run over him. <laughs> and I don't think they're doing that for movies. Let's say at least you not get one so. shot at this. <laughs> we're out of we're out of dummy uh, uh, stuntmen. I almost called them dummies. That's not right. Yeah, we, Stunt we, doubles? That would have been mean. We learned the dark Maybe. way what happens when you only get one take while filming a movie, and uh, I don't think I don't think the world's any better after the Twilight Zone movie came out. Oh. <laughs> that still keeps oh, me I up there. Let's, 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 no, that, no, that's dark. no. That's very dark, and it still keeps me up to these nights. Like, just damn. Wait, what does the Twilight Zone movie? What what happened okay, during well, filming for that? Not that not the movie See, I don't itself. Know that backstory, but yeah, now is not no. The time. We'll go into that another time. But I mean, dear God, it's like it's one of the worst things you can imagine, and it pretty much cost a director his career and everything else. It, it's a good stuff. Good stuff. It's a it's a good stuff. It's not a good stuff. It sounds like a terrible is, stuff, and I have no idea what you're It is a terrible about, stuff. Okay it's a terrible stuff. But anyways. So for good stuff. Yeah, how about how about uh, the map? The map's back. Yep, the map's the back. The map, map is back. So Twice. Good. And they go At to least. more than two locations. Yeah. And on top of that, this movie introduces a new visual mechanic. The squiggly line? I, it's not a straight line? Well, okay, that's not what I was going to talk about, but yeah, that's cool. Dan just too. really loves his maps, damn it. It was, it was neat. I, I was just like, oh, look, the line's not moving in a straight line like it does when he's on a plane. That's because he's driving in a, ve- on a, in a vehicle. That makes sense. There you go. This movie might account for my love of maps. Who knew? Didn't, it didn't occur to me till just now. Well, the, the visual elements that the series took on during Last Crusade that I thought was a great addition was the fact that they started using um, visuals that you would see in classic cowboy movies. And, I'm assuming uh, you mean outside of them riding into the sunset. Yes, there was more than just riding away <laughs> into the sunset. That was just like the capstone of it. Uh, the problem was I didn't... I wrote that... That was my first note, and I don't remember what it... It must have just been the generic everything about it because it started in 1912 and video game nerds will know that the first Red Dead Redemption game also took place in 1912, which is not cowboy time. It was the end of that cowboy time, cowboy time. But um, they did take on some of that element and I think they represented it pretty well during this movie and added it on top of the American exceptionalism adventure dude white guy goes out and does things and punches bears and steals gold and saves <laughs> nations but then you also start off with bandits and uh, someone going yee yeah which is uh, pretty quintessential and a, and a very sweaty child blowing into a bugle but I digress <laughs> I also thought that at the beginning it kind of felt a little bit like Goonies, which yes! was kind of fun. Yeah, the world needs more bit. Goonies oh. here and there. Did Goonies come out before? Yeah, I guess it did, didn't it? Uh, Goonies oh, was 80s. Sure. This was 90, wasn't it? Or 89? Yeah, this was like 90-something. But yeah, Goonies, Goonies definitely came Goonies out Goonies was 85. This. See, why are you asking questions when you could be Googling? I'm Googling it as I'm asking the <clears throat> question. The last so I know person. what I'm asking about. The Last Crusade <laughs> came out on May 24th, 1989. Oh my god. So yeah, it's like somebody thought, like, you know what, I'd like to I'd like to sprinkle a little Goonies in my Indiana Jones, please. And it I worked was, out. They're both Spielberg. They were, they were. <laughs> I was five months old when this movie came out. Oh, look at your baby. I was barely... Ah! 
I was barely over a year old. <laughs> what this? What, when alive. did you say this came out? May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. It's exactly five months know. old. <laughs> Hold on, I was just over. I was. I was. I just turned five years old. Jeez, you guys, I was just over a year old. Dan, we're on the young wagon. Yeah, we are. <laughs> sucker. I, I mean, what? Wait a minute. I'm the sucker. <laughs> Shit. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time we actually got to see his office? Because his office is freaking amazing. It's a clo- yeah. it's a heater closet. Full a of little closet. dusty trinkets and relics, and just oh, it's so good looking. It looks so cozy. He's in his his classroom at the university in both of in Raiders, Raiders. and in yeah Temple. I, yeah, you usually they come find him in 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 uh in their in his school place when they're gonna tell him there's an adventure. Which, which was another thing I noted down. How the hell does he keep his teaching job outside of Marcus Brody? That's what I was thinking. They'd be like, they'd be like, we we can't keep you on. Staff. Yes, the the entire student body is outside your door, and you just left. But you can't also, keep doing this. But they really loved him in in Raiders. They loved him in this movie. Yeah. They formed a mob. They were swarming to because his door. They like wanted flies. Their, I mean, their final grades. That's exactly what I was going to get at. They weren't there because they were happy and wanted to force their time in to be with him. They <laughs> wanted stuff from him because he hasn't been doing anything. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything because he's a great adventurer. Yes, he's a, he nope, is out doing he's things. he's tenured. He's out kicking ass and stuff. Yeah, tenured. Yeah. That's the word for that's, it. It's all that. He got this tenure, and then he's like, well, screw it. I'm going to go on adventures. <laughs> they, can't, they can't fire that's, me That's really tenured. what it came down to. <laughs> I earned this. <laughs> well, college professors have to do a certain amount of research. Yeah. I'm sure he, this goes towards his He does a lot of for, research. A lot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just I kind of chuckled when that happened, and then I just put two and two together and said, well, Brody probably keeps him hired. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He, a little slice of all the money he earns from his adventures he has to give to the school. Yep. Brody's probably one doing the grading of the papers. <laughs> so do we want to step into the things that we didn't like? Oh, I, I don't know. There's we'll still come back so to many. things that we like, too. It's not a problem. There's so many. Oh, God. I, I, just, I, need to, I need to sort through and get rid of things that are just quotes that made me giggle. I've already said it. I enjoyed the comedy that is in this movie so yes. much more than than temple and we've discussed it already like that 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 right there is the biggest bullet point in my list of notes is that the comedy works and doesn't great and i can definitely i can condense my my notes down to that like i'll just give one example like i was belly laughing still after all these years of seeing the scene knowing the scene knowing the quotes by heart i still love that rough cut of indy defending brody saying how he'll slip through and you know Nobody will ever find him to him wandering in the streets asking if anybody speaks English. <laughs> I love that. And then I love the whole payoff of he got lost in his own museum and everything. Just just spinning him as a lovable buffoon. He's just completely over his head when he's out in the field. <laughs> There's so many things that work in this movie. Just in terms of payoff jokes where they say something once and then later on it's like, Ha ha ha, I remember 20 minutes ago when they when they led up to that. Like you said, like the interaction between the characters is so heartfelt and so natural. And another note I had on the same note is like, even when it comes to uh, Brody and Henry, when they're in the tank and like they're, they're trying, you know, like working together to take out the Nazis, they have their own sort of nerdy humor. Yes, with their little like, uh, like college that comes out at that time. Like, 
where they're just being super nerds and uh <laughs> he has to stop to to say the quote about the pen mightier than the sword and just their like little their little like college mantra that they do as he jumps into the tank yeah exactly him. what i'm like, saying yeah there's just so much to the characters so much they're not one-dimensional you don't think you know them halfway through the film you just keep learning more about how they are as people and that's what's so good about this film now i'll take your they say one comedy line and then 20 minutes later <laughs> they say it again and you're pleasantly surprised and happy and amused by it i propose the line ah venice yep yes what do you, ah. what do you mean, Nelson says it one last time? The <laughs> first time he says it is when they're coming out of the sewer grate into a cafe out in the street and people are like screaming and flipping tables because some dirty, smelly American just came the out of the ground. Time. And he's like, yeah, He says, ah, Venice, just before... <laughs> a yeah, when they come time. out of the sewer grate, it's the second time that he says it. And then he says it the third time when they're in his bedroom. Oh, so, mm. fine, there's three times they say that it. That makes it even better. I don't better. remember what the first one was. But the last one, uh, Venice, after he starts making out with the lady, Nazi, Nazi lady. She's not uh, a Nazi. <clears throat> no, I won't say her name. She doesn't, she's a Nazi. She doesn't deserve it. Now. Fair, fair. The other times he said, ah, uh, Venice, I was either A, okay, whatever, it's the line, or two, ha, ha, ha. Yes, pretentious people in Italy having coffee on the streets, and you just stunk it up. But the third time of looking at the camera with a cheesy-ass smile and going, Ah, Venice, after making out with a Nazi. Nazi. He didn't know. And that leads to one of my favorite quotes, based off of the fact that he didn't know. He didn't know even more than what was happening. Because according to Henry Jones Sr., she talks Ships in her sleep. In the night. <laughs> See, but that's good because they say something without saying it. <laughs> I know. It's so well done. It's so well done. And they didn't have to break the fourth wall and look at you through the camera lens and go, Ah, Venice. <laughs> I know. It's so subtle and it's so freaking funny. It's like you said, you're like... You might not have even paid attention to the other two, but after that one lands, it's like you remember the other two happened. So it's just kind of like a, a nice little subtle payoff, making you realize that subliminally you're chuckling to the other two. It's so well done. <sighs> I'm also going to throw it out there. I found the Nazi lady annoying. Whoa. Not Willy annoying, but here we go. There's another lady for... Al Roker, I mean, Indiana Jones to fall in love with and have a little tryst on the side. Well, yeah, he's got... I don't know. It's got to be it his... Uh, worn out. It's got to be his James Bond best. He's got to have his lady of the movie. I get what you're saying, though. The, it's, do you have yeah. to? No. You don't. And we'll, we'll put that on the bad list. The bad list of bad thing thingitude. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to help out by putting things on uh, the negative side here because everyone else... Is all about the love. I'm about the love too. I'm just saying. I'm trying to even it out. I'm because Dan's not here. No, for I'm. Us. I'm happy with the love in this movie simply because it gives us the amazing exchange between Henry Jones Senior and Junior. <laughs> Outside <laughs> of that, it's like, yep. So, again, here we go. <laughs> did I read that right? That she also was uh, having times with 
Henry Jones Sr.? Yes. 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 Like, okay. Yes. That's, That's what I thought. Because it's evident in the two, the two comments, the she talks in her sleep, and then also... Yeah, that was like, oh, wait, just, what? Just as much as the next guy, I was the next guy. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I missed that line. That scene is amazing, though. Which... The whole... Getting tied up in the chair. Oh my god! And I, I could I, having the conversation while the room sets on fire, and then they try to escape the fire, and they trigger the yep. trap door until the Nazis see it, and then the Nazis try to act upon it, but they've already. I, it's a great series of scenes. I mean, the whole castle bit is good. I even take the crappy uh, start of the castle with the. I'm trying to be Scottish. Wink, wink, because my father is. Wink, wink. <laughs> I agree with that. I um, I, I don't know. I could, I could speak ad nauseum about just that scene alone to the point where we could probably fill a whole damn episode. But, I mean, just the way it goes from somber beginnings, you know, they lost what they had when they came in. Indy's clearly not on talking terms with his dad. You can you can tell you can tell the weird weirdness between the two while they're tied up, even though they're trying to get the ropes off and fight for their lives. But as that scene just keeps accelerating, fire, the whole room on fire, just the conversation swirling around with the trap door and everything else. It just it keeps on building on itself until it's just this incredible thing. And I I, I don't know. That's probably the standout scene in the entire film for me. That is my favorite scene out of everything I, I love everything about it i love the quips i love the jokes still one of my favorite uh favorite quotes from the movie our situation is not improved like i i love all of it all of it i think i agree i think that is the s- sequence or scene of the movie that really identifies and makes this film absolutely so I guess, does anybody else have anything else to add for funsies, or should we talk about things that detracted from the film? Because I've got a few. I have a few, and I... F- I think we're already in that section. We just kind of detracted from being detracted. We're fluttering I just, around. I feel like it's super nitpicky at this point. I don't know. I've got a few that aren't nitpicky, but then I've got a bunch that are super nitpicky. I'll, uh, I'll throw one gray area... Like a half good, half bad thing I like, I guess? I like... Sure, what is it? I know, this is weird. I like that it was funny that this movie had rats, because it was new and different. But I also don't like that it was like, well, every indie movie's gotta have some sort of uh, phobia fetish. So, uh, let's see, the first movie's gonna be snakes. Let's just put a shitload of snakes on screen. Second movie's bugs. Let's put a shitload of bugs on screen for all the all the people afraid of bugs. What are we gonna do for the third movie? Oh, let's get rats in there because there's people who are afraid of mice and rats. So <laughs> I thought it was hysterical, and then, but then it's monkeys. And then it's no ants. Fire ants. Fire ants. You oh, haven't been there yet. See, Joe. I don't know. I thought it was monkeys. You haven't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm, there's both. There are both. That's very true. It's very true. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I I found it. I love the rat scene. I love the catacomb scene. But I guess if I had to like gray area that one, I love it. But at the same time, it feels like it's like a checklist. Like somebody's like, oh, we got to have a scene with this in it in this movie, and there it is. Yeah, I hear you. Did did this film affect anyone's understanding of who the Shriners were? <laughs> you saw the hats and it wrecked your whole childhood. Is that what you're saying? Like, hey, it's the guys in the little cars who bring the. <laughs> 
circus to town once a year. So you're terrified and wondering why they're shooting at Indiana Jones. I understand this. <laughs> they're trying to protect their hospital. <laughs> What's going on? This doesn't make sense. You know, if they really wanted to make a difference, they would have just brought those little cars out and instead of riding horses into the desert, into the canyon to fight Nazis, they would add little cars with little horns going beep, 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 and like throwing candy and stuff at them. Yeah, yeah, or, or you missed an opportunity. That's... Little boats in the Venice chase scene. Oh, little boats would have been so cute. And then you'd put money in the boot. They don't do that. Anyway. On a positive, real Shriner note, uh, that hospital in down by Chicago helped my little brother get a new ear. So. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. I'm a... not downplaying the, the Shriners Hospital at all or what the work yeah. the Shriners do. No, but. I just want to throw that out there because <laughs> props, mad props to them. But they're not out in the desert protecting the Holy Grail. No, and I, I guess I forgot to mention that, but that kind of brought a smile to my face because I realized why I like the mummy so much getting off track because it has kind of that same feel to it. Like there's a secret society that's basically sworn to protect everything and they're not the bad guy. They're somewhere in between. So you have them to deal with as well. I mean, I, I love that functionality in this movie as well as that movie so you chuck them into the propellers instead of the nazis yes gotcha because every every indiana jones movie needs a propeller yes that's actually one of my uh, nitpicks it's like what the hell it's gotta have a propeller and uh, am i wrong but was it the same damn music score as well too when the, when the camera <laughs> could have been it was just like the bap 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 and it was just like the propellers going and to getting closer and oh no i, I I got a chuckle out of it. I was like, yeah, yes. It's it's right back to the propeller scene all over again. But this time with a twist. Lemon or lime? Ah, uh, boysenberry. You can't twist a boysenberry. Ooh. It turns to mush. Well, you still like, twisted uh, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then it turns into juice. And that's how you get your twist of boysenberry. In your gimlet. You just gotta lick your fingers clean of your boysenberry juices. Joe? Joe, what? Joe, focus, focus. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so we officially crossing the threshold into the the room of people sitting on couches with their martinis, just talking like, a <laughs> bringing up the scenes they didn't like. I mean, we Go didn't, ahead. we didn't do the pitch. Right. We did not, we did not, but. Huh, feels like another lifetime ago. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> we'll we'll just yeah. drop the pitch this week. All right. Uh, was someone set on it? Did someone really want to pitch? I had a really short one. Okay, pitch it. All right. <laughs> okay. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we've done we we we've done indie versus Nazis. Yes. We've done indie versus a death cult. Yes, yes. So now indie indie fights mm-hmm. his yes. worst enemy to date. Nazis? His his father. What? He, like uh, fisticuffs? No. Oh, blood. Oh. Indy versus his daddy issues. Like hobo fights? Oh my God! The marketing we'll is sh- genius. We'll do Sean Connery. It'll Quickly, be perfect. Get Willard on the trailer. Indy there we go. Yes. Issues. Which came first, Highlander or this? Oh no. <laughs> uh, um, oh no. Uh, Highlander. I I'm all for this, gentlemen. The trailer writes itself. I mean, I'm I'm picturing this amazing trailer capped off with a keeping up with the Joneses pitch. Oh. <laughs> I'm with this man. And make sure to get a Nazi punch in there. At least one. At, at least. Yeah. That would, yeah, that yeah, would be a way to punch that. Yep. It's really too bad he didn't yeah, have an yeah. opportunity to punch Hitler. He got really close, though. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, when he bumps into Hitler. That scene as a kid made me 
Made yeah. me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> this came, yeah, this came before. Nope, Highlander came before by three oh, years. Right, I was right. I didn't look it so, up. Yep. I just guessed. Highlander. Highlander. My executive would be like, "Yeah, I saw Sean Connery in the Highlander. That would be great for this film." Ooh, yeah. He likes peeping on people making out. Yes, indeed. I came up here to watch you have sex, Indy. <laughs> Don't stop on my account. <laughs> I know we both <laughs> tapped that, but you can do it again while I watch. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Let's stop that. Uh. I know it's just a goblet, but I probably could stick my penis in there. And it'll live forever. <laughs> as long as I stay within these walls. God, it's just, it's just getting worse as I go. It is. You, you can't cross the seal. <laughs> oh, I, I have a gripe already, but it, I can't bring it up until we watch the next one. But anyways, I digress. I am I am extending the index finger of... of actuality here and i'm about to get i'm about to get nitpicky on this this film here we go why in the world didn't all the copious amounts of flames embers and ashes coming off of indy's torch three feet above petroleum (laughs) kick off the fire that a lit match oh my god what in the wild what in the world How, how 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 How, I watched this time. I rewound it three under, times under to the, watch the, the, the yellow the, the hit. Quote unquote petroleum. How, uh, yes. How would that burn? I had that too. His eyes would be burning. <laughs> They'd be burning. How, how did, the, how did the, 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 the tissue paper that he used to make the, the rubbing, how did that survive getting wet? Yes. Yes. Well, how about those ridiculous <laughs> rat sounds? All the squeaking and the... Like, what the hell? Rats actively make. They don't, they don't, they don't, no, they don't squeak. No, not like, like that. that. I did like, though, that he's like, we need a torch. So he just grabs just a femur and wraps some cloth around it, dips it in the oil, and starts it <laughs> on fire. I'm like, no, no, no reference. No, Joe. No, Joe. He, does, he doesn't just grab a, he doesn't just grab a femur. He defiles <laughs> no, a damn corpse. For that. <laughs> he's ripping out the, he's ripping out that old, uh, that old clothing and the, the bones uh, are flying. <laughs> you're no one, Rip. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the you're not the dude we're looking for. Oh, I'm, so I'm using your leg. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> you do not belong in a you museum. Uh. <laughs> I actually really love taking things that we all just either don't pay attention to or we do but don't care because everything else keeps us entertained and that stuff like that it's like ah yes. I had on my notes uh, his his survival in the middle of the ocean, Joe. You'd be yep. proud of that. How did he get? How did he get back home? He floated. Uh, uh, you saw. You saw how. Yes, he found a life that doesn't Dan. explain how he got home. That explains how he survived the boat blowing up. Doesn't explain for five minutes before hypothermia <laughs> set in for non-lizard people. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm running out of things, guys. I. I also had the reuse, the spinning of propeller. Okay, no, this is one that I really wanted to talk about, and I don't know how you guys feel with a fresh set of eyes on this. Okay, so it bothered me, and I still feel kind of weirded out by it. It's the same thing, and it really brought me back to Blade Runner. Okay. The scene in Blade Runner where Harrison Ford, well, I guess I should use names here, Deckard, forcibly kisses mm-hmm. 
Rachel in his apartment is downright mm-hmm. creepy, weird, and uncomfortable mm-hmm. as hell. And that is the exact same vibe I got when he forced Elsa in it's her apartment. It's because Rachel didn't retort afterward. Elsa does and makes it funny. It's still wrong, but she makes a joke of it, which makes yeah. it okay. But in in these situations, it's, it's you don't it's too... force yourself on nope. a woman for a reaction. Nope. Product of its time? This is, is this wall under that? I don't know if it does or not. I, I, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say you, you don't shove your tongue down someone's throat without saying, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I guess I see I, I see that now. It, it had the same feeling, but if I had to actually go back and watch Blade Runner, I mean, that was, to me, that feels like it's, like, right on the edge before there'd be shoving or hitting involved, and it's just uncomfortable as hell to be nah, there. I, I'm totally with you, Andy. I know what you're talking about, because I spent a long time talking about how uncomfortable that, and it's not good nope. and it's played out as being something romantic almost in that movie and it's like whoa yeah. whoa no that's not yeah i mean you take away the saxophones and the romantic <laughs> music and what do you have left it's not a very romantic no. scene and it's just so it's hard for me to admit that because i love blade runner it's one of my favorite films and to think about that scene it's it's like a dog turd sitting directly <laughs> in the middle of a pile of jewels and I just don't know how to Maybe feel it's in Harrison that, Ford's but... contract. Yeah. Must have an aggressive kiss with female lead. <laughs> Where she retorts, but then realizes, no, I yeah, want I this. I think he had an aggressive kiss with Willie, and she walloped him. Not, Not like, like this. That. I think he might have also had an aggressive kiss with, uh, I can't think of her name now, from the first movie. Marion. I think, no. Marion. I, th- I think Marion Ravenwood and, and him was a lot more yes they were more on the level with each other because she's basically a female indiana jones and she's an ex if yeah, you think about it. they never really cultured that sadly but she comes back and yeah, i mean one, they, right? they have history um nope don't tell no. me if it's that much of a pause forget <laughs> it no it's a matter of trying to remember awful on top of more awful <laughs> well, again don't bother. No, don't uh, ruin it. Let me just take. Let I it was, wash over my body. Don't. No. You don't want to be. You I was don't very be sad because kind of the, the next movie. You really don't. Yeah. I'm no. hyped for this next movie. <laughs> Out of everyone I've ever talked to about this movie, um, Robbie seems to be the one who actually enjoyed it, and I, I can't believe it. I reminded him of all the terribleness. He's like, it's, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just. It's not as good as the other ones. I'm like, it's a bad movie. There's a difference. No, I don't know. <laughs> and usually Scott it's comes not, over and chimes it's in. Not, but, uh, <laughs> it's not bad until you mm, get refrigerator. Until you get towards the right end. Right in the first five minutes, refrigerator, Dan. Hey, refrigerator. Hey, hey, hey. Spoilers. <laughs> ah, I can't. Stop it. <laughs> I got plenty of things okay. to, to inspire good. you for this movie, so. Whew. Let's let me let me hit you with a softball first. You can Ooh, watch okay. Last Crusade and not have seen any other Indiana Jones movie and you can leave perfectly yes. satisfied. Completely yeah. agreed. Yeah, it is definitely its own little self-contained adventure. I love it. I honestly think that's why I watched it so much because it starts off with young Indy and ends with old Indy adding a definitive capstone onto the adventures or what should have been. That's what's great about all of these Indiana Jones movies is they kind of take that just this is a standalone adventure. This is something that happened at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to rely on you knowing anything about the character or anything. It's just they exist and uh, you can 
just watch them when whichever direction you want to watch them in and and still enjoy them you just watch one of them absolutely why don't we just edit them all together and watch them as one movie no yeah three movies in one that's that's a great idea joe now that's a that's a springboard into one of the things i want to talk about uh ken is i don't this is this is hard for me so i feel like the video games like joe was mentioning gave us better sequels to these movies than the movies did yes i am so much more interested in the locales the mythology and things like that of the things he was going after in the video games and in short stories and everything else as compared to two religious artifacts movies mixed with a cult movie which is a religious artifact which is a religious artifact in a different sense but i I guess i meant more so like a religious artifact in india versus two uh christian religious artifacts movies which this is where i get upset with the fact that it was such a 180 from temple of doom it's like, oh shit, people got unhappy with us. We're going to have to bring it back. What do we do? I don't know, pull something else from the Bible. Let's get the grail in there. There we go. It's just like, for me, the movie's turned into Indiana Jones is a is, spends most of his time looking for Christian artifacts versus actually adventuring and finding all this cool shit that I didn't know about. And for me, that bums me out because it feels like a missed opportunity because it's basically just, I, I don't know, like Temple of Doom gets me excited because it's something I have no freaking clue about and it I guess I should feel the same way towards Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but I don't. It's just there's so many stones left unturned that they could have made it into incredible plots, and instead we get this. But it makes sense for the movie, so I can't complain too much, I guess. No, a slight counterpoint is that they do kind of circumvent the fact that they're heavily Christian artifacts by not actually making it something that Indiana Jones is going after because it's something he wants to go after. He's usually coerced into doing so. That's true. That is absolutely true, actually. Coerced. I mean, I'd, I'd almost argue that's not the except, or with an exception of the the Ark of the Covenant. But this, I mean, like right from the get-go, I was actually caught, I was cognitively thinking that as the movie started, that he doesn't really want to be here. The only reason he's here is because of his dad. And that's such a good feeling because it definitely instills that in you right off the bat. And it makes you just realize that the whole time the movie's going on, that, holy crap, he's in this spot now. But he doesn't really want to be there. And you have to just keep remembering that and it, it, it pays off. It yeah. really does. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I'm I'm bummed out thinking about all the could have been's versus being excited about what we got. And I, I do that too often. I felt that so much was going on in the let's say first half, first three quarters of this movie that they had to well, say speed things up a little. So we go to this place where Papa Jones was and couldn't figure out the puzzle. Indiana Jones figures the puzzle out in two minutes. I felt that, Joe. I felt that watching the scene again, where it's just kind of like, oh, I love this scene. Oh, wait, damn. I never realized how well, quick this Papa all happened. Was it Papa Jones yeah. not solving it's... it, or was it Papa Jones getting kidnapped by Nazis? He expresses such glee that his son figured it out. I can't believe that he honestly didn't figure it out. And he was really close. He yeah. just uh, right. Can believe he didn't figure it out. I don't. Didn't I don't get... think he figured it out. I don't think he did. I think. Yeah. I think he was like he was right there, but the Nazis kidnapped him before he could actually go yeah. and break the you know library's floor. That's why you don't sleep with Nazis. Okay, unless they're like super hot and the sex is really good and you know it's not going to go anywhere and that it's only temporary, then maybe you can sleep with a Nazi, but then you have to just regret it for the rest (laughs) of your life. 
but yeah. then brag about how the sex was. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out why he would uh, Henry would have continued sleeping with a Nazi once he found out she was a Nazi. Does that really call into question what kind of uh, individual he is? <laughs> <laughs> well, he got rid of his little notebook, so he knew what was coming. I think so. He prepared for it, and then was like. Well, might as well keep doing it. <laughs> Damn it, I still suck at it right now. <laughs> you had you had the old voice right. You gotta you gotta lean on that yeah. Scot- the bad Scottish. It sounded more like an angry retirement home grandpa. <laughs> like complaining about the cello being too cold. <laughs> oh the jello. I thought you said I'm complaining about the cello being too cold. I too, I, like, yes, the cello is cold. <laughs> I prefer my cello. I too heard cello, but <laughs> So along with Papa Jones not being able to figure out the Venice, I'll call it, puzzle, then we have the ultimate holy grail puzzles at the end of the movie. The three really hard puzzles. The first being razor blades firing out of the wall. And I guess a whole handful of troops are so rock stupid they can't figure out to duck underneath the first one. So... This part actually, but Indy does a duck and I roll. I this part actually but bothers me. But you would get me. past the first one because the Joe, the <laughs> it says the penitent man. So like you'd think you'd you know crawl on your hands and knees. However, there's the one that comes through the floor. So like the riddle isn't true to even itself at this point. It doesn't have to be. But trial and error, they should have figured it out right, yeah. before how many people uh, died. I, I actually agreed with that before watching this time around. Uh, watching this time around, I paid extreme attention to his role. Had he actually just kneeled down when the wind started picking up and when he was, like, muttering to himself, had he just kneeled down in that exact spot, it looks like the blades missed that spot entirely. Like, it's like a little safety area. It's almost, like, three feet squared. I don't know. So I almost feel like the, the trick is, like, don't run through, don't... Don't try to go fast and be greedy. Be humble when you when you get scared and kneel down. The blades go, and then you're like, oh, now I can move. Don't be a tall dude so you get cut, even if you are kneeling. Yep, yep. I uh, completely didn't put two and two together. You said the Goonies, Joe? Yeah. This is uh, Willie's organ oh, yeah. scene all over this again, is, isn't it? <laughs> this is Goonies stuff right here, man. And then yep. the second puzzle, spelling Jehovah, but, oh, in Latin, Jehovah starts with an I. Well, that's one letter you can get wrong, and obviously that doesn't matter if you get it wrong because Indiana Jones, it was like, oh, wrong one, and moved on. It's not a hard puzzle. Yeah. And the last one's just about and perspective. same thing with the... Uh, you kick some dirt out there, exactly, you can see it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all a lie, too. There's no faith involved. It's whatever physically is going on with that space. <sighs> Lies. And bad puzzles. And bad matte paintings. <laughs> I mean, if you, were to, I, if, you, if you were to put those puzzles into D&D, your players would have a real fucking hard time figuring them out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, they would. They would. Well, because no one knows how um, to spell Jehovah. <laughs> they like In a different language, nonetheless. I'd, like. I'd also, like, you know, roll a two for my dexterity and be like, well, sorry, you're dead. That's the rules. It yeah, says right you, here, you the rules right that the I wrote blades. down. You're dead. Rules <laughs> <laughs> exactly a two. And then Eric everyone dies. would have to pick the right cup. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe, did it... Did it sit as bad as I as I sold it to be the, the the tank scene? What about the tank? Remember how I was saying it's got as much as I love this movie so much, it has my least favorite matte painting uh, special effect out of all the series. I'm trying to remember the the tank tank 
tank rolled off the cliff. I don't remember Focus, it looking that bad, but I was also Nazi watching stuff. the DVD copy that was, uh, um, I, so I had the DVD copy, I ripped the DVD copy, and it, it was a little compressed, so. Gotcha, because there's some that scenes that stand out, like. In Austria, that castle, thunderstorm, yep. I'm pretty sure it yep. was a sunny day when they filmed that. Most definitely. Uh, same with yep. the blimp, when the blimp takes off and the Nazi gets up out of the luggage and shakes his fist at the blimp. Uh, it's, it's very poorly cut. Um, I don't know, there's a, there's a few of those throughout the film, but again, grain of salt, they did what they could before the age of special effects. I mean, we're still three years out from Jurassic Park, so I appreciate the living hell out of what they did with this. And, I, uh, God, it, it's so hard. Every time I start rambling about something that's nitpicking, it reminds me of a scene in my head and I get all giddy. Like, as I was just saying all that, I just pictured Henry Jones blowing the tail rudder off the sorry, plane. I'm sorry, you didn't think of this. Damn it! <laughs> it's just... You can't talk about this movie without it replaying in your head. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I can't think of anything else necessarily bad outside of some bad technical glitches and things like that and trying to nitpick and say, like, Andy's too damn lucky. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I would have traded off some of the action to get a more fleshed-out story. Because once we got the history portion of Dad yeah, and it really uh, just takes Junior... Off. Yeah, it becomes uh, the movie of the MacGuffin. Which MacGuffin are you chasing? Where are you chasing that MacGuffin to? Tastiest egg and MacGuffin. that's how it ends, basically. Chasing MacGuffins everywhere. I can, I can understand that, yeah. But overall, I'd watch it again. I will watch it again. Oh, yeah. I will continue watching it, and this will always be the definitive capstone Indiana Jones so film for I, me. Oh, just I, uh, and I learned something filming this. Shut up. This movie was the movie that Katie's dad always had her watch. And when I talk about Indiana Jones, she does this, like, shoulder shrug, eye roll, oh, it's Indiana Jones. But I caught her laughing at a bunch of stuff in this movie. So There's for so as, much. Much, as much as she hates <laughs> Indiana Jones, because she had to watch it all the time because that's what her dad wanted her to watch, this movie still makes her laugh. See, that's good. I had the same thing with Raiders. Nicole doesn't really care for Indiana Jones. She thinks they're boring. But there's still scenes in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark that she enjoyed, and I could tell she was engrossed in. But I interrupt. I interrupted you guys. Can ask the dog. What does the dog think? She ran away. <laughs> I put her up. Uh, you put her outside? She, she ran. What? I, I think she went to bed. Oh. Oh, man. And you, and you didn't give her an ice cream? An ice cream for uh, She, I, mm, I don't have any puppy ice cream here. She's just visiting. Oh. She would love it, though. Should 3 printers I'll, some ice cream? I'll give her some bacon. <laughs> there you go. That works. So, I assume you love birds with this movie will say that it holds up. I would up say a majority all this of time. this movie holds up. Yes, there's, there's one glaring thing that I can't stop thinking about that makes me want to say yes 100%. So, am I just led to believe that Henry Jones Sr. is just going to walk around the rest of his life with a bullet lodged in his chest? Well, may maybe the water that he poured there ate it up. No, 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 no. I mean, hop, 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 hop. Because I would expect it to melt the clothes then, too. The Jesus unless, water unless the bullet. eats bullets. No, no, you, you're onto something here, Joe. That bullet was most likely loaded by a Nazi hand, which means that evil touched <laughs> the casing of that shell. <laughs> So when he poured it on, 
it, it devoured the evil and disintegrated the evil, a la the bullet. Hmm. Right, it makes sense oh, to except me. Maybe it, maybe it was so <laughs> godly, goodly Jesus that the Jesus water pushed the bullet through and then healed. I, I feel like he'd be in more pain as it healed him. <laughs> like, that would suck to go through. Unless it also is, like, laced with morphine or some shit. I don't know. But Jesus is like, hey, I had a wound in my side. You can have one in your side. I, I just assumed the bullet went all the way through. To be honest with you, he shot him yeah, in the fleshy that. part, which Actually, the bullet, I, I have no idea what caliber that is, but it'd probably go through. Wait, holy crap. I mean, I mean, you might be honest to think they, they did foreshadow on the tank him blowing through three enemies. Maybe that's trying to tell you without even asking to just accept that the bullet went through Henry Jones. Was it the same kind of was gun? It was it a Mauser? I don't know no. what it was. I don't no. know I mean, what it was. Do the Germans have any other type of gun? Lugers? I, <laughs> I thought it... Yeah, I thought it was a Luger on the tank, and then it was a Mauser in in what's his name. Oh, maybe I have him backwards. But either way, it wasn't the same type of handgun. No, yeah. yeah but huh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it did what it did to get get him out of that belly of that steel beast. But got him out. If we're talking about the bullet going straight through, if you look at the close up of the Jesus water uh, hydrogen peroxide healing him, <laughs> you also notice his rib, the bottom of his rib cage is right there sticking out. So yes. that bullet would have broke a rib or Mousers something too. Mausers would either be seven or nine millimeter. That would not no. probably go through. Nine mil through the through the fleshy bits through your uh, side abs. Sure. But if it hits bone, it's his ribs right there. Oh, I thought it was his side ab, his obliques, if you will. <laughs> That's some massive muscle that just sticks it's out. It's Sean right Connery. There <laughs> I only work out my sides. Oh, uh, am I getting better? I, I think <laughs> that was that was it's a getting lot better, better actually. <laughs> it does make me sad because I quote so much from this movie, and maybe half of it lands and half of it doesn't. But it all matters to me. There's so many times where I'll just mutter to myself, and suddenly I remembered my Charlemagne. <laughs> like I don't know why <laughs> that has no relevance to me, but I love it. And then I I don't know. I think I think my favorite quote walking away from this viewing was uh his, his angry deliverance of goose stepping morons like you should try to try reading books instead of burning them another great I line i loved that quote yes <laughs> yes uh, i'm just so angry that this isn't the last indiana jones it movie. is it is the last growing indiana up, jones crusade it is it's just growing up i understood that this was a trilogy Growing up, I felt like I missed something, but I didn't because it was so good that I just kept watching it over and over again. So there was really no feeling of being sad that I didn't see it in theaters or anything like that. Like, I didn't feel the same towards Star Wars even, and I love Star Wars. And I guess it also, growing up in the 90s, you kind of realize that, oh, eventually three more are going to come along. Even though my parents had no clue and said, oh, it's just a, it's just a typo in the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know, like... It was, it was a humbling experience knowing there's three Indiana Jones movies, it's a trilogy, it ends, and it ends in a great way. So, I I can't wait until the next episode, Joe. I'm so excited <laughs> for you, Joe. It's going to be some... The, the all so Indiana Jones, too. all reboot hour. Oh, <laughs> no. But at least, at least this one, I think, in my opinion, stands up. I think you can show this to someone today and they would enjoy it just as much as someone did back then. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I don't think anybody that I've known that I've 
introduced this movie to or seen this movie with has had anything negative to say about it, really. So this one, it, well, what holds this one? So <laughs> this one, so this one holds up. Yes. I don't know why I had to restart that so many times. I don't know, but but that holds up pretty well, Joe. Like Indiana Jones, oh. you have to sometimes take the long way to get there. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you gotta you gotta be sneaky and you gotta think make people think you took a boat, but in reality it's like a motorcycle. Why did he not just let that motor <laughs> that boat go away <laughs> before getting out of that crate? I'm 32 years old and that still haunts me when I see it. <laughs> it still drives me crazy. The timing of them just about to launch off from the dock and he goes roaring past. It's just why, why? They were <laughs> ten they were, seconds. They were in the boat. Seconds. The dude was pulling all the way away from the dock. <laughs> Didn't couldn't give it. Couldn't give it. Just another uh, another. Mm, had to gun it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna request we do something that I feel like this movie deserves. Okay. I, I feel like I feel like every one of us has to leave with our favorite hands down scene from the entire film because there's so many to choose from. There's so many we could talk about ad nauseum. I just want to know what really gets you guys in all the right spots from this specific movie. Because I'm just curious. I really want to really know. wish you would have said this beforehand. Yeah, so I could. Like, I know, I know, but I'm just favorite scene. I can't let go. It's like a good memory going away. <sighs> I'll start. I'll I'll say that I I like this uh, the castle. I, oh, so that's tough because I was like. I forgot about the castle saying that I really like that sequence the best, but the sequence where he has to go back to Berlin is really good and then capstoning it with no ticket. I was going to say no ticket. Before starting the next sequence. Yeah. Either that or we named the dog Indy. Working in IT, no ticket just makes me giggle because, of course, the first year working in in my first position in an IT job, I want to dress as Indy just so I could say no tickets. (laughs) it, It just sticks. I don't know why. That's a good one. Ken? Um, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know, Ken. What, what are we talking about? What, what, what is your favorite scene, Ken? Ken? That's a great uh, question. Is it, is it Ken? I can't believe you just spring this on me. But did, but, um, but did we? I'm I don't know. so sorry. I'm so curious. So, I just Instead of know. my favorite scene, how about we do the scene that I always think of when it comes to this movie? Which is indeed sure, the scene sure. where they're tied to the chair and there's the fire going on. Yeah. 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 And you got the banter between Indy and Henry and they're, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to hands down say that as well. I mean, it it's hard for me because the other scene that tremendously sticks out to me is the motorcycle chase when he throws the broken flag into the motorcycle. You just see you just see the 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 course difference between father and son. Indy's laughing his ass off and Henry Jones is just adjusting. Did anybody notice <laughs> that that, uh, that scene seemed so eerily similar to the speeder bike scene on Endor in Return of the Jedi? I was going to say pod, pod racing. Race, I mean, but, but pod racing probably pulled yeah. from that scene. Pod racing hadn't happened yet. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, maybe. Maybe. And I don't want to waste it, but Petra is a great exterior. When you want a classic, real-world, ancient temple, wow. Can you get really much better than one that people hand-chiseled into a canyon wall? Yeah, no, I, I became not. obsessed with 
I became obsessed with Petra after this movie growing up as a kid in the 90s and the 2000s. Like, just realizing that it's a real place and it was a movie prop and, like, just the history behind it. It's so freaking cool. And then being dismayed that it's not as big and sprawling and cavernous <laughs> as you imagine it would be on the inside. <laughs> they did all that work outside, okay? Give them a break. I know, I know, I know. They did a great job. <laughs> and the last moment of this movie that I fully enjoyed was seeing the name Dickie Beer in the credits. Dickie Beer. I don't remember what he did in the movie, but I was like, Dickie Beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every movie needs a Dickie Beer. I bet Dickie Beer really liked having his name in there, too, until just about Dickie now. Dickie Beer's a stunt coordinator. Whoa! Even yeah. better. Sean Connery would be like, that's Dickie Beer. That He's was my favorite man on the set. That was very good. It's because the beer. Beer. <laughs> Anyway, apparently he uh, uh, he's still doing stunt stuff. Hell yeah, he's a stunt beer. driver in the new Wonder Woman. Dicky Beer. Yeah, he's oh, also a stunt driver in the Fallen Kingdom. Oh, wow! They were driving in the Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, away from the lava. I was I was gonna say what? Did the, oh, that's right. I I, <laughs> I mentally blocked a, a very substantial amount of that film. Out I'm of sorry. Despite those other films, this was Indiana Jones. And the Last Crusade. Rewound, but not yet rebooted. If you would like, comment, subscribe. That helps the YouTube algorithm. And once we finally release these episodes on podcast form again, like those and comment on those and uh, leave reviews because that will help move us into a position where people will actually notice another podcast among the millions of podcasts. Right now, we're just yelling into the void. But are we expecting it to yell back? I mean, if you yell into the void, does the void yell back? I would like it to talk in a normal tone so that we could have a pleasant conversation. Maybe we don't need to yell yell into the void. Maybe we just need to have a a pleasant conversation with the void. Well, I'll talk sweetly at the void. I'll be like, hey, baby. Hey, void. I prefer to avoid the void. Avoid the... Avoid the noid, Ken. Oh, right. He wants that delicious steaming hot pizza mm, from you. Pizza. Well, why do you want to avoid steaming hot pizza? We're distracted. We're take off calories, track. my I mean, dude. The amount of times that I've burned the roof of my mouth, man. <laughs> yeah, the noid was maybe trying to help you all those times. The noid does not no. hold up. Then- Especially if your name is Ken Noid. <laughs> <laughs> so come back in two weeks when we set our sights on Indiana Jones and the Crystal of Death Doom. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. What is the name of the movie? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The reboot of Indiana Jones series. See us then when we rewind and reboot again! Come on, man. We're talking about a Crystal Skull next week. We should be able to come up with something fairly transparent. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh.